Hi, Dave. Can you hear me? Hey, yes, I can hear you. Okay. Well, um, to our listeners out there, uh, again, this is Quarantine Today, um, and you can find us on various platforms uh, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But today we wanted to focus mainly on what is happening right now in the country and what we consider extremely, extremely important for our listeners to just be aware of and take action on, um, the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's been something that really should be at the forefront of our minds and of what we're of our actions really for the next coming weeks, because there are a lot of injustices that have taken place in this country's history, especially for people of color, especially for black people. And at this point in our lives, at this point in our country's history, 2020, this should not be a problem we have to deal with. Um, It really shouldn't. So Along those lines, today we're not going to be having uh, light segments. Today we're just going to be talking about heavier segments and ways that you can be involved without spending money or spending money depending on your financial circumstances. Um, So, Dave, would you like to say something before we jump in? Sure, yeah. So we obviously recognize that this is a deeply sad, disturbing, whatever word you want to use, time in our country, the injustices um, that African-Americans, people of color have faced for generations now, but currently being um, seen most acutely, at least to the public eye through police brutality, there's finally a national reckoning that's happening on this. So we're going to be taking several steps today and with our podcast to try to be as helpful as we can and not detract from the broader conversation movement that's happening. So today's episode, we're going to be only talking about these relevant developments um, regarding Black Lives Matter and the protest movement. We're going to give you several resources, ways you can get involved, be a positive advocate and ally for Black people and people of color. We are going to observe a minute of silence at the towards the end of the podcast for George Floyd, for Breonna Taylor, for Ahmaud Arbery, and all the people who have been affected by police brutality and uh, racist violence. And Finally, we are going to, this will be our only podcast for the week. We feel that we can hopefully provide some benefit today by giving you a variety of resources and ways to get positively involved, but we don't want to serve as a distraction from the broader movement. So we are going to release this podcast today, take the rest of the week off, and hopefully everyone can stay engaged, make a positive difference, and stay mentally healthy because this is a very trying time. So I guess uh, with that, Nick, should we get into it? Yes, we should. Um I guess I'll start off by saying, you know, across the country, if you weren't currently aware, um, there have been protests uh, and and, uh, riots of the sort taking place in various cities across the country in order to bring about, as Dave was talking about, a progressive change to the system for racial justice, for equality for all, essentially. And, you know, that is an important issue. Honestly, Uh, When I was younger, I believed it was an issue that I wouldn't have to worry about anymore. I thought it was something that our forefathers had dealt with and had paved the way in the path for. But clearly, it's something that is still an issue. And we're talking about, you know, justice and equality, people of color for everyone in the United States of America, because that's what we believe in. That's what we want to go for. Um, So these, these protests are in line with George Floyd's death with Ahmaud Arbery's death 
and with Brianna, um, Brianna Taylor's that's yeah, and many others, of course, many others over the years. Right, right. There's, I mean, there have been countless numbers of people who have suffered from police brutality, um, whose stories haven't made it to the forefront. But um, you know, these protests really did come about because of just the outrageous way in which. Um, George Floyd passed away and he was, he was killed. He wasn't, he didn't pass away. He was killed. Murdered. Murdered. Yeah. Murdered. So, you know, that's, that's that. Um, So yeah, Dave, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you, Dave, for your, for taking so much action, for taking the time to provide ways to uh, educate our listeners and people. Yeah. Again, don't no. I should not be thanked for this. This is stuff that everyone should know. Right. And I just, um, Dave and I, we, we grew up in the, in the Northeast in New Jersey specifically, um, as a person of color myself, I can say I've been fortunate in my life so far to not have experienced that much racism. I'm sure Dave, person, not of color, I'm a white, not experienced, yeah. uh, racism. Yeah. I've not experienced racism. Yes. Yeah, so I can only, I can only imagine the horrors that people have to face in this country on a daily basis. Right. So it's like, it, regardless of who you are, if you support and help those people of color, especially black people who are suffering from injustices daily, it's, it's good to do and you should do it in order for all of us to have an equal playing field. And with that, Dave, uh, please detail to us what steps we can take. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to start out by saying that the steps that I'm about to recommend to everyone are by no means exhaustive. They're only I guess very much a beginning, a starting point for people to think about how you as an individual can make a proactive difference. I'm sure as you've seen um, going on social media, there have been a lot of people expressing solidarity, um, expressing um, support to the movement on um, Black Lives Matter. But the, and of course, in order to make real change, we need to do a lot more than just simply um, express solidarity. So I thought a lot about this and the way to best kind of advocate the ways that people should respond to this crisis. And I kind of came up with this three-pronged approach, which is I'm calling it, for the purposes of this podcast, Donate, Educate, Activate. And each of those three um, has a variety of components. So I guess I'll just kind of run, run you through each of them. So first one is Donate. And Donate is one that I must recognize, of course, not everyone has the means to do. A lot of people who listen to this show are very young or college students. Um, if you're a person of privilege and you have the means to donate, we heavily encourage you to do so. Um, but if not, we'll detail other ways you can get involved. So one organization that I donated to that I'd like to recommend now on the air is Reclaim the Block, which is based in Minnesota. And they are, a, um, I guess, a civil society organization that is aiming to ensure that there's no, there are no longer increases to police funding in Minneapolis, and that instead the, there's new investment. Take the money you would have spent in policing and um, put it towards community-led health and safety strategies. And especially with um, the cities, Minneapolis, is, which is, of course, where George Floyd's murder took place, is going to be facing budget shortfalls due to COVID. So the, this, these budget um, cuts should come from the police, especially considering there is a history of racism there, especially with the killing of Philando Castile a few years ago. So Reclaim the Block is a great organization that I donate to. There's many others. You can donate to bail funds for protesters in your local city. There's Campaign Zero, which is looking to find data-led solutions to police brutality, um, to stopping police brutality. 
Black Visions Collective is a great organization working on the ground to uplift people, marginalized peoples, um, black people, people of color, and just pick an organization and donate if you can. And if you don't have the means, there's a video as well, which is called, I have it streaming in the background, it's called Stream to Donate, and it's by Zoe Amira on YouTube. And if you literally just leave this on in the background and do nothing, um, the ad revenue from this video will go to to the movement Black Lives Matter. And um, I just want to read out what it goes to. It goes to associations that offer protest or bail funds, help to pay for family funerals, and advocacy that are listed, and, and advocacy groups that are listed in the beginning of her uh, video's description. Um, so the next stage of the three-pronged approach that I propose is educate. And this is very important, especially for people um, like myself, like white people who are not um, experiencing racism on a daily basis. So we need to educate ourselves on how, on how to be proactive allies. So just one, um, I guess, thing to plug is that the Black Students Union at Johns Hopkins, uh, my university, uh, at JHUBSU on Instagram, has a great racial justice resource guide detailing a variety of ways that you can get involved. Um, petitions for George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, who we didn't mention on previous episodes, but also very important to say her name, the fact that she was killed in Kentucky when police um, broke into her home without a search warrant. Um, and again, she was ultimately unrelated to or They broke in without a search warrant, and the gist of the matter is that she was completely innocent and unrelated to the charges they were pursuing, and she was murdered by police. And we just need to read up on the origins of institutional racism and how to be an effective ally to people of color, and I think this is something that's very important. And finally, activate is the third, um, I guess, prong of my approach. And we need to make sure that everyone's registered to vote. This is always important, no matter what the circumstances are in the country, but only even more so now, given all of the horrors that black people and people of color and peaceful protesters who are allies are facing at the hands of the police and vote save America is a great website that will register you to vote quickly in whatever state you're located. And you need to just, everyone needs to be proactive in identifying candidates who will support racial justice and activate in my opinion also involves calling the relevant officials in whatever jurisdictions you live or care about, such as calling city council members to reallocate police budgets um, calling representatives, especially this is relevant in Kentucky with the Breonna Taylor case, um, to get rid of no-knock warrants, which are basically the legal justification they used to enter her home um, without informing her that they were going to enter her home. And the one, um, I actually made a call on this the other day to Attorney General Ellison's office in Minnesota. Um, it's very important that there are independent prosecution teams um charging police officers in cases of brutality because a lot of times the district attorney's office uh, relevant to the jurisdiction in which the police crime happens are much more likely to side with police. So you need to have independent prosecutors who are not, who do not have work with the police on a daily basis um, prosecuting these charges. So I guess, again, those three steps that this is just the beginning. These are just my three steps that I propose, donate, educate, activate. And I just highly recommend that everyone use this as a starting point, I guess, uh, Nick, any thoughts you might have? I know I've been uh, talking for a while. Um, no, I, I think you've definitely covered um, all the major points that I'd want to discuss as well. But um, for the most part, you know, we understand that a lot of you might be hesitant to uh, participate in protests because of coronavirus fears or because of other reasons which prohibit you from doing so. But there are ways for you to help if you can't protest and if even if you do protest there are ways that you can help um like like dave was saying regardless of your financial situation or whatever's going on 
you can at the very least stream this video. You can contact who you've elected, your representative that's in your county, in your region, wherever you live, to tell them how you feel and what action they should take on future legislation that'll come up. I'm sure that will come up in the future. Um, additionally, I think, Dave, as you mentioned, it's very important for people to be educated as to what has happened to these three individuals and individuals that haven't been named in general, because um, it can, it can be, it, it's, it's very important for people to know what they are fighting for, what they are protesting for. Um, because if you don't know what you're doing, that's not helpful. Yeah, no, you're exactly right on that. That's exactly right. We just encourage you. It's great that so many people are showing solidarity with the, the protests and the movement right now. And I know we're going to touch upon this more in a bit, but everyone should do as much as you can, whether it's donate, whether it's make phone calls, whether it's sign petitions on change.org calling for justice for George Floyd or for Breonna Taylor or Ahmaud Arbery or so many others. Just do what you can, because the more that we all come together and take action, the more that we can achieve change in the world. And we can achieve change if everyone works together. So I guess with that, should, should we talk a bit about the, um, the Black Tuesday event that's currently happening on social media um, today on June 2nd? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit, but then if you want to get into further details, that would be great. Sure. Um, so the music industry originally came out with this uh, statement, this way for us to show our support for the movement called Blackout Tuesday. Now, it spread beyond the reaches of just the music industry to the reaches of everyone in America, uh, especially on Instagram, I think. Um, posting a picture of, a, of just a black screen or like people holding hands with a black background or something with the color black in it, you are supposed to show your support for Black, uh, black Lives Matter by posting this. And you can hashtag your picture Blackout Tuesday, hashtag Blackout Tuesday, but we encourage and we implore you not to use hashtag Black Lives Matter because that takes away from people who are, post, who are posting things that are relevant to um, protests or ways that you can donate and educate yourself. It's, it's really best to just, if you're going to use a hashtag, use hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Otherwise, just keep your caption with comments. Yeah, you're right. That's a very important point. I'm glad you said that because there have I've seen these posts and it's important that we don't use the Black Lives Matter hashtag right now because a lot of activists on the ground at these protests are using it to coordinate. So if you're going to participate in Black Tuesday, just or if you already have a post up for Black Tuesday that uses these hashtags, please delete your post and repost because it will affect the algorithm for Instagram. And I guess just to have a little bit of a larger meta, con um, meta conversation on blackout tuesday um there are kind of two points i wanted to make first of all one of the things that i've seen online is people calling for um individuals not to engage in performative activism so with the idea for of performative activism if people aren't familiar is that if you just see this post um all these black lives matter posts on your social media feed and you also post it because you think it's hip or trendy or whatever then you're not really engaging with the movement and you're just doing something that's performative or empty, and it's not coming from a place of actually wanting to help. And this ultimately serves no good. So I would say that if you're someone who 
this concern that you yourself may unintentionally um, may have been doing performative activism. It is very important that everyone right now makes some kind of statement and makes some kind of stand to show solidarity with our black and um, I guess people of more, more so people, especially um, black people, but also people of color and to show support and solidarity for these people and that we love and care about them. But ideally you're going to be doing a lot more than just posting these, um, these artsy photos or whatever. You're going to hopefully follow the donate, educate, activate protocol or something similar to it um, in your life. But if you're doing that, then I don't think if you're, you're making the calls, if you're making donations, whatever you can, then I think that you are going beyond performative activism and you are making a valuable contribution, I guess, to the movement. And silence is complicity, so it's important that you make a statement. But I also think it's a problem if there are people, and I've seen a few people do this on social media, where there, this is the second point I want to get to, people who are criticizing folks for participating in Blackout Tuesday because they're saying that it's empty, it's not a sign of support. And first of all, again, I, I just re want to reiterate that everyone should be donating, um, educating themselves, and activating themselves to participate in the movement. And if you're doing this and you still want to show support to your um, your black friends and people in the community, I think it's important that you show, you show that on your social media. And I don't think we should be shaming people who are participating in these types of events to show support. Because what we need right now in moments like of national division like this is we need to have unity. And criticism leads to disunity. And I think we need to have as many people on board as possible. And criticizing people who are ultimately on the right side of history and who stand against racism and police brutality serves no purpose. Uh, I guess, Nick, do you want to comment on any of that? I would 100% agree, Dave. Uh, right now, it's easy to be angry and lash out at those who are also on your side. But um, keep in mind, even if, even if it's someone not of color and even if it's someone that you think may not be taking the right actions, um, they might be doing stuff behind the scenes that we don't know. Now, I'm not saying necessarily everyone who's just posting uh, Blackout Tuesday is actually doing stuff to help out. But sometimes, and I'm, I'm hoping and I'm really praying that a lot of people are doing something to support the actual movement besides just posting things. Um, you know, at the very least, if you can't, if you can't afford it, uh, whatever your circumstances are, at the very least, you can stream this video in the background uh, with whatever you're doing, just to make some money for protesting, like for bail, bailing out protesters and, and sending money to other venues that would help with the movement. Um, it's important to stand united, as you said, Dave, but it is important to also take action. And yeah, yeah that's, that's, I had another thought, but it left my mind. So if I think of it later, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, for um, folks who want to watch the video, really everyone um, should be doing, just leave it in your background. Um, it looks like I have it muted right now because we're recording, but it has a lot of great music by black artists such as Daniel Caesar, who definitely I've listened to before. It's really good. The video is called Stream to Donate, How to Help with No Money or Leaving Your House by Zoe Amira. So please listen to that. Oh, and, and leave the ads playing. If it, if it yes. comes up, that's how they make money. That's how they make revenue. That's how they make revenue. Exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. That's don't skip the ads. Like YouTube, this is how they make. That's their whole business model. So just leave the ads. Just you can mute it if you want. Just leave it on in the background. And so I guess now, I guess now that we've talked about these um, these initial topics, I guess we should probably discuss a bit about more a broader conversation about current events um, regarding the president and regarding um, some of the ensuing riots and uh, protests that have been taking place. 
So I guess, Nick, do you want to touch a little bit about um, any of those um, topics, whether it's uh, Trump's response, the the protests or riots, like whatever, whatever you think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as our most loyal listeners know, uh, I do try to keep things from a neutral standpoint. Um, and I'm going to be keeping this next segment from a neutral standpoint, even if it does seem this way a little to another side, but this is neutral, which is shocking. Um, our president tweeted uh, earlier on uh, last week that once the looting starts, the shooting starts in reference to the quote thugs that have been protesting and rioting in order to get basic equality and rights for black lives and, and people of color. Um, and recently when the protests got, uh, I guess, a little frightening for our president in Washington, D.C., he, he and the administration turned out the lights in the White House and Trump was secured in the, in, in the bunker below the White House in the basement. And I, I've been seeing so many things about this, and all I have to say is that from a neutral standpoint, this is not what a person in power would or should be doing. This is the time and opportunity for someone especially a president to look to towards passing new legislation and new things that allow for more racial justice and equality, not a time to be provoking more uh, divides between people who are like white supremacists versus everyone else. I, I, I personally, Dave, I feel like this was not an appropriate response and I feel I, as much as I would like to say, you know, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt, realistically, the fact that he tweeted about George Floyd in this current instance is, I'm sure, a political move in order to try to get some votes for re-election. Otherwise, if this was like the second or third year of his time in office, I don't think he would have addressed this. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. And I will say... um you always do a very good job of um, stating your independent stance and also being able to make nuanced criticism of the president. I will make this, um, from my own personal viewpoint, very clear to the viewers. I unequivocally abhor the current president. I think that he has done so much damage to our country in so many ways. It sickens me to see the ways that America's standing in the world has fallen or the ways we respond to issues like racial justice, climate change, the horrible tax cut. And I'm not going to get into that. I think he was a, the biggest threat to our democracy in perhaps a century. And I maybe not a century. World War II was a pretty big, bigger threat in the Cold War, but one of the biggest threats to our democracy of all time. And I really look forward to the day when he is voted out, hopefully in November. And um, I'm going to try not to get angry here. But the way that he has responded to these protests has been the latest chapter in a shameful history of this president. And when you see him saying when the looting starts, the shooting starts and calling people thugs, which, of course, has very racist undertones. And you like you said, mentioning George Floyd just for political calculus, it's it's really disgusting to see, especially when you look at the white supremacist rally that happened in 2017 in Charlottesville, where he called people who were affiliated with the KKK and other groups um, chanting also 
other bad things, not just racist things, also anti-Semitic things like Jews will not replace us, cult carrying tiki torches, calling them very fine people. And then the protesters, the anti-COVID protesters who were in Michigan a couple weeks ago, he said they were good people. There's this tweet that's been widely circulated. They're good people, but they're angry. Make a deal with them. I'm basically paraphrasing. And then he says that the protesters are thugs who are protesting police brutality. Of course, this president has a long history of racism. You can go back to the 19, I believe, the late 80s when the Central Park Five, there's a great documentary about them on Netflix, were wrongfully um, and completely without um, any valid evidence charged with um, a rape of a woman in Central Park. And he called for them to be executed, these children practically. And some of them were children. And this president is a racist. I'm not sorry to say that. I'm also not sorry to say that his response to this, um, calling people thugs, offering to send in the National Guard to quell people's right to protest, disgusts me. And I guess the final thing I'll say, because I know, again, I'm going on a rant here, and I'm, I wanted to try not to do that as much as I could, is the way that he hid in the basement of the White House like a coward, the coward that he is, and then ordering the National or the Secret Service, whoever it was, to come out and to tear gas and to basically force everyone in front of the White House who's protesting away and force away, including the media, so he could get a photo op at a nearby church where he could hold the Bible upside down and call for what he believes to be law and order. I, I abhor this president. I abhor everything that he stands for. And if you're still with him at this point, I don't know what to say, but that's all. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I just want to say whether you're a left or right uh, Democrat or Republican, um, regardless of your political stance, when something like this racial injustice, basic human privileges are revoked, it really is up to the president, regardless of political party, to make sure justice is delivered. Um, and, and that is something that should be done regardless of your beliefs, because that, that those are basic human rights. And those are beliefs that, or those, those are things that should be granted to every single person, especially in America, because that's what we stand for and believe in. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is what I will say on that. And also, also, um, for protests, I've been seeing a lot about it being violent and stuff like that. I just wanted to point out um, a lot of times with peaceful protests, we've been seeing violent looters coming in near the end or at the very end of the protest, making it violent, breaking into stores and stuff like that. Um, for those of you who are doing that, please, you know, don't take away the credibility of the protesters out there. Uh, I know, I know some of you, some, some of the people who are doing it are doing it just because they want to incite some violence and not because they stand with Black Lives Matter. So if you're not doing it for the right reasons, don't do it. If you're going to do something, do it to further a movement, not because you have your own personal agenda in mind. Yeah, great point, Nick. That's a great point. Um, I, you're right. That was, it's good to be also address the violence and uh, I guess like the looting that's been taking place in certain aspects. It's just, it's sad to see, especially in these communities where they are majority black communities, majority Hispanic communities. And a lot of, um, I guess, family owned businesses are being destroyed. And that's very sad. And I guess 
really it's irrelevant whether these um, destructions are being done by outside agitators, um, whether they're from um, whoever. The, I don't even want to say where they're from. Um, wherever, whoever they are, whoever the rioters are, it's very sad to see. And we, of course, encourage everyone to be as peaceful as possible. But again, I think Nick and I both recognize this, that it's very important that we remain, our focus does not get distracted here. We need to stay focused on the issues of racial justice and police brutality that are being, um, I guess, decades and, in fact, centuries of righteous anger in this country are coming to a heat, coming to a head now. And we recognize that we can't, we, attempts to just look at these riots and delegitimize the reasons behind um, riots and peaceful protests is um, a way to distract from the goals of the movement. And we, rec- we recognize that. And I guess, I guess with that, uh, Nick, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, that's pretty much it. We're going to be doing our minute of silence, and then afterwards we're going to sign off. But if you, I mean, we encourage all of you to be active in the movement and participate in ways that you feel that you can. Um, there are ways, regardless of what your position is, to help out, and we encourage you to use those ways. Yeah. So I guess um, it's I'm just looking at the timestamps. We can figure it out. So we're going to do a minute of silence now. So everybody can just um, who's listening can just please reflect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, again, with that, that's it from us, really. Um, yeah, again, that minute of silence was for all of those unjust, uh, you know, deaths and just the injustice that we are seeing around the country today. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. So we encourage you, again, to donate to find organizations in this movement that speak to you. Educate yourself on what you can do to be a proactive ally um, to the Black Lives Matter movement and activate, remember to vote, call people um, to make, call policymakers to make change and just stay healthy if you're participating from the coronavirus, of course, which is looming in the background. Stay safe if you go to a protest. Um, be, be cognizant that there have been instances of police brutality at these protests, so just be careful with that. And again, we're going to take a week off now just to allow the country to have this moment of reckoning. We feel that we've hopefully provided some help today, but we don't want to be a distraction any further. And uh, I guess with that, have a good week, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. See ya.